I'll be a gracious host. How you doing? Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We gonna, I'm getting controversial today. We're going to get controversial today with... with... My, my proudest moment is this interview. Being able to talk to you too. All right, let's get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics in collaboration with Fourth Wall Production proudly brings to you the Four Tales podcast. I'm your host, Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics. Across the way is Prapupa, playwright of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quick. And together we are your two award-winning blurred comic creators here to find help you find your next favorite comic. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and a host of other programs. So if you're listening or watching us live, thank you for your support. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review this podcast because all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. I'm out of breath, and I have no idea why. I, whatever. Oh wow, he, he, specs is true, Danny. If you are, if anybody watches our video, you can tell Danny has good Wi-Fi today. Hey, we'll see. We'll see how long it lasts. My. Uh, I mean, the show started and I'll tell you, doing I'll tell you what I know. I think I'll tell you what I think it is. Okay. So my wife just finished up with a client. So she went to go get breakfast. I know, you know, me and my wife, we share the Wi-Fi between our two businesses. Mm. So she just went to go get some breakfast. So she's not there for the next 30 minutes or so. So her TV's not on, you know, she's not running anything over there right now. So that might be what it is. So you've heard it first. Danny is blaming his wife on everything. That's that's what that's, I, that's what I do. Have we just met? Like I, <laughs> I always blame the wife and the kids for everything. Like whatever is going wrong in the world is their fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. you know, that that's uh that's where that's what we all do as as adults. We blame somebody else for what our issues are. Uh, I need on this show next Facebook user. I have no idea who you are, unfortunately. Um, so put your name in the comments so we can say who tell who's saying that. But we'd love to have you on. We're going to start actually. I'm going to have to start reaching out to people for August and September because I, a couple of the people that I have scheduled for those times, I've already backed out for other reasons. Kevin Chapman, you, you're right. Kevin, you do need to be on the show and we're going to get you on. Um, after today, I'm going to talk to you today and get you on because you've asked a lot about being on the show. Uh, uh, a very scary amount a lot actually but you've asked a lot <laughs> and we will get you on the show one way or the other evan, evan hey i'm blaming kyron because it's, it's nope. kyron's it's kyron's job to schedule folks um <sighs> it's literally just my job to come on here and talk so no, it it is a hundred percent my fault that he's not on the show and he's he to his credit he is he's reached out on facebook i want to say instagram He's been on the show talking about he wants to be on the show. So it's totally my fault. But I did say I was going to wait until July to start scheduling more people. So I'm going to do that. And you're going to be in the next person I get scheduled. Uh, Spec says, get Vince White. Hey, Vince, if you watch the show, you're more than welcome to come on. Um, is he is Vince doing I, I thought Vince wasn't doing the interviews anymore. I hadn't seen anything from him um, recently. I don't know. I don't know. I know he's still producing books. Oh, yeah. That's good. 
Anyway. That's good. <laughs> That's good, man. You're terrible. You're the worst. <laughs> You're the worst. It's too early for you to be side shading people, bro. I'm I'm you, you know what? That's a story <laughs> for another time. Apparently. Another time. For another time, bro. All right. So today we are going to have a entrepreneur, a writer, a creator, uh, a TV star in a way. I mean, he's been on, I think, two TV shows. He's been on The Breakfast Club. Um, but we're, we're the person we we're talking about is Manuel Godoy from Black Sands Entertainment. Um, but we don't know when he's going to be on. He, we're still waiting on him to show up. So, Manuel, if you're listening, we're ready for you. But in the meantime, Danny and I can always talk. Uh, no, we no, we don't mind. <laughs> we don't mind. We we we'll get on here every Saturday morning and just and just chit chat if we do. I never got a return invite. Just terrible. Who is that? I don't know. Facebook don't put people's why names. I wish you would see. That's why people should either watch on YouTube or and uh, and Twitch because it always tells us who it is on YouTube and Twitch. But Facebook okay. is just it's just like that sometimes. I was on time when I guessed it. Javon, oh. <laughs> was it, oh, was that Javon? Javon okay. yeah. uh, And you're Javon. right, Specs. This, this, I don't know if this CP time does strike again. But you know, and unfortunately for us, it's not the first time. This it's is always CP time. Our time of our, our show. But someone's too busy. It's always CP time, bro. It's always CP time with us. Because we are colored people. And we, you know, we operate on our own time. But anyway, what's been up with you, uh, Kyron? I heard you got some good news. I saw you started revealing that that saw art. Yes. Um, you don't want to just go ahead and reveal the whole thing here on the show since we've got a captive audience? I mean, okay, if you want, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I got to figure out how I do this again. Oh, wait. Damn it. Because you, you, you do this all the time. You throw stuff at me. I'm not prepared. And now I got to set this up where I can reveal this. So, you know, it's literally my only job. Let me let me do my job. At least right. I'm consistent with this. But no, no. Yeah, this is I'm really excited for this. Um, this the this creator, I've followed her for a while. I loved her work. And, you know, I was excited when she agreed to do this. Uh, hold on. So I. All right, so if you are watching the stream, thank you. You're going to see the first cover. It's a variant cover to Solve the Light and Wilder Issue 4, um, and it's done by the amazing created Wendy Gale. Oh, my God. And look at that. that that's beautiful. It's Saw with uh, the protector, uh, wow. Marcus Roberts' protector. Um, wow. And I'm excited for it's, this. It's just so beautiful. It oh is. Oh, my God. And when she first showed it to me, I was like, that is everything I wanted in a combo cover. And I just, you know, look at the lightning bolt. Oh, my God. I instantly <sighs> knew who it was. It was instantly recognizable. You, check out the hair, though. I mean, you, you the hair flowing that. in the wind. You can see it's so dynamic. Yeah. And I, I love how she threw in the protector because, I mean, the protector is so well known. But she was like, oh he's not as well known as Saw. I'm going to put him up in this. So. Absolutely. Thank you, Wendy. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <I'm crazy. laughs> 
Michael Watson, <laughs> we hate you too. <laughs> wait, wait, what? It, why does Ace Blade have weak ankles? Where did that come from? Bro, people with the disrespect, bro. People just want to disrespect Ace Blade all the time, bro. It just be like that. John, what's happening? Uh, that looks like Danny Druid. You're right. It does look like Danny Druid. <laughs> see, see, stop it. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. But no, okay, in all seriousness, um, if you're interested in being a comic book cover artist, go to my website, sawcomic.com. I'm running a contest right now until the end of August 2022 that if you want to draw your own comic cover, you can be possibly the winner of the contest and be the next Kickstarter exclusive cover. Plus, on top of that, you'll win $150 if you win, $75 if you come in second, and $35 if you come in third. Um, except Tony's on here. Spec said he's going to do it. Hey, I've already got, I've actually already gotten one person to submit. Maybe I should show that instead. <laughs> no, no, I'm being, no, I'm, being, I'm being 100%. All right, let me, let me actually show that one. Terrible. No, nah, no. nah, Javon. If 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 Kyron gets his cover before I get mine, <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> we, we're gonna have a problem, buddy. I just want to let you know. All right. So this was actually submitted to me yesterday by an artist. Oh, um, wow. He actually saw the TikTok uh, that I posted. I think actually originally you reposted mine, and then he saw it, and he 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 busted this out, and I think maybe three four hours after I posted the TikTok. Wow, really? Yeah. Uh, it's done by George Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R. Uh, he is on TikTok, and let me get his information here. TikTok is George Reader 3. He's on Instagram at RevGR33 and Facebook, Rev.Reader. And I was like, this is amazing for a three, four-hour image. I mean... Nice, nice. I like it. It's it's good cover too. Like it's yeah. it's powerful. She got the uh protector pose on. I like it. Yeah. So you said what's this, what's this TikTok? Oh uh, god, even make me go back and look at this now. Damn it. You're supposed you to George Reader. George Reader three. So G O R G E R E E D E R number three. Oh yeah, we're so. we're following each other already. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. If you're interested. Go to sawcomic.com and you know submit an entry. And I don't care if it's black and white. I don't care if it's colored. I don't care if it's drawn by crayon. You know, blood I would not accept. But hey, I guess that's what you got. That's what you got. But dude, give me what you got. And if you win, it's one hundred fifty dollars in your pocket, and you get to be the next cover for my amazing comic. So go online. I love it. See. Uh, let me go and show show George Reader some love. That's 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 oh that's dope. All right, let's see. Uh, Kevin Chapman said he would do an Ace Play cover, but Danny owe him thirteen dollars for some Chico sticks. I sent you that thirteen dollars. Stop it. I need Stop. to know the backstory on Chico sticks though, and thirteen dollars. Wait, don't just drop that in the comments and not tell me what's happening on this. Stop it. I don't I don't owe Kevin anything for anything. <laughs> We square. Me and Kevin are square, bro. All right, Javon said you gotta jump through hoops for Kyron. That's true. I'm a big deal around here. You gotta jump through hoops for me. Well, you only got like two weeks left, so we'll see. No, you got 
this to end of August, not July, in August. Yeah, in August. I, I, oh. That's what I'm saying. I want to give people enough time that they don't have to feel I like you're able to draw somebody in. I might be able to put my hat in the ring. I might, hey, let's see. <laughs> All right. So, Facebook user says, What is next for Ace Blade? Because we always got to talk about Ace Blade, apparently. I mean, so what's, what other what other point is there for me to be on this show? <laughs> no, um, we're um, we're work, I'm lettering Ace Blade number six right now. Um, About time. And um, um, the book is not due to be out until December, so we're actually ahead of schedule for Ace Blade number six getting out. And um, <laughs> and um, I think we're actually going to be able to drop that one early. We're I'm thinking about doing. I don't know if I told y'all but i got the covers the kyron silva edition special variant cover kyron kyron did the art for this and i colored it now you also have to talk about what that represents i mean if people know the 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 original cover you got to talk about that you got to show us that too i don't have any like right here Oh, All right. Oh, I'm in my own cover, but <laughs> it's a flip. <laughs> it's a flip of the the Ace Blade number one cover where uh, Ace Blade is without the costume. He's in the um, the last dragon pose, and um, I don't even listen to like. But he's in the uh, the reverse uh, last dragon pose from the. Uh, from Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon, the movie cover. If y'all didn't know that, that's where it came from. The pose came from. And, um, you know, it's just a battle-damaged version of that. So uh, I like the idea that Kyron did, and, and uh, he was nice enough to to send me over. He actually did two covers, but I don't, this is the one that I cover, colored. I'm thinking about coloring the other one, but, you know, we'll see. And I was really surprised you picked that cover because I actually like the other cover more. Lawyer the other cover? Danny. <laughs> The other, no, not even. They, I don't not think even. you could be sued for that. That's just a, that's a homage type of thing, right? You can't be sued for something no, like that. No, yeah. uh, no, Blank Man and Ace Blade are actually good friends. Um, that was another. Should, could we use that? We could see that. Like that, that, we could probably, that we could probably get sued for. Yeah, yeah. The Blank Man, Ace Blade, and Blank, Blank Man. Uh, Wayans, can, uh, the Wayans would come after you real quick for that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> What is a Ponderosa? Because I know what a Ponderosa is in California, but is that something else Ponderosa over there? From uh from Bonanza. It's like oh, a, okay. Yeah. Well, he said in the back alley behind Ponderosa. I thought that was like a club, so it, it might be. This is yeah, true. You true. can't be sued for anything. Question is if you win. You're right. Yeah, that's that's, true. that's very true. Man, um, I mean, at this point, should we just call that he's not coming on or what? Uh I guess, man. Um let me see if he responded. Javon is just throwing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Javon, Javon woke up salty today. What's up? Javon just want to start beef. Like, <laughs> that's okay. Because uh, he knows the truth. Because I'll literally write it. I'll Javon knows I'll literally write it into my comic and make it canon that he lost to Ace Blade. Like, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, so Ponderosa is a buffet. Is that a oh, buffet? See, see, okay, Javon, see, how you gonna say how, how you don't know what the I don't see? Mm-hmm. So I'm not the only one that didn't know what a, a Ponderosa was. All right, thank you. I thought it was a kind of a 
A tall, no, a ponderosa is a tall, slender pine tree, the most <laughs> widespread in the west Western North America, planted for timber and as ornamental. All right, so this and became that, Discovery Channel now. Is that what's going on? That is that is the one definition. But there's yeah. other things that probably use the name Ponderosa, though. Yeah, that's why they called the open field in, in Bonanza the Ponderosa, because it was just a field of, like, it's surrounded by trees, surrounded by okay. the trees. See, Speck said it's a club and a restaurant, which I thought that's what it was. I figured it was like some type of club. Who, hey, who knows? It's got so, <laughs> it's got so many definitions. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> cool story, bro. Hey, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, the future of Ace Blade is he gets beat up by Heat and Lumberjacks behind the Ponderosa. All right. We got that. <laughs> that is our Ace Blade quota of the day. We're not talking about Ace Blade no more. <laughs> wow. Terrible. Terrible. Who is this Facebook? Who is Facebook users? That's. Your it's boy, not Javon because he. That's Afro Samurai. Oh yeah, that's right. Damn it, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. It's just it's that's hard to remember Afro which Kevin. which Facebook user is who at this point. Y'all just hating hating the day, bro. Y'all just hating. I'm glad it's not thrown towards me. It's always towards you, though. It always is, and I never done nothing to nobody. All I do is try to, you know, highlight other creators and teach people, teach people what I know. That's all I do. I'm assuming this is Kevin that said that's not him. So we have two Facebook users in the chat. So second Facebook user that's not Kevin. If you can tell us who you are, that'd be great. Who's doing all this hate? Who's doing all this hate? All right. So let me ask you something because we did talk about this before we started the show that you had a lot of questions about Black for Black Sands. Um, what were some of the things that you were going to ask him? And- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was actually listening to his um. I was actually listening to his podcast and um, he talked about, oh, Mally, it's Mally. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I mean, can we, do we have the ability to block people? Yeah, I think we can actually on that, that one. Um, okay. Uh, I I, I'll I take, I'll take Ace Blade Slender all day, but we're not, we're not disrespect, disrespecting the legend Brandy. In this, yeah. in this, not show. not here, okay. not here, Satan, yes. not today. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing, me and me and Kyron can agree on is there will be no Brandy slander. Okay, no Jan Jackson slander either. Don't even throw right. my way. But no, I um, I was gonna ask him. I was listening to his podcast. He started a new podcast, which is I think why he reached out to be on the show, um, to talk about. And he was talking about. The difference between uh, vanity metrics and measurable, me- like measurable, actionable metrics, you know, sure. and how it's, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people will, um, you know, look for the likes and the comments and the shares and the reads. Like you can put your book up on. He he gave a story. <laughs> That's a lie. I thought I blocked uh, you. <laughs> gave a story. He gave a story. He told a story about how. Um, you know, there was a there's this very popular book on webtoons that got millions, almost a million reads or something like that. And then when they um when they took it over to you know crowdfunding, they could barely raise you know four thousand dollars. See, BJ knows and he's BJ. he's in the industry. See, he is. He says he doesn't like the whiz though, so I do question his sanity sometimes, but he didn't he didn't regard. like the, he didn't like the whiz as a film. That's different, not as a film. 
but a soundtrack he he did say the soundtrack was banging okay um, all right anyways I, 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 oh, what the I, hell I, see now we gotta block two people we gotta block two why are we blocking so many people on the show you were doing just early fine for this no just DJ, go away <laughs> just doing just fine with the first comment and then he had to come with the blasphemy wow what in the world um, right. Anyways, go back to webtoons. They yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, webtoons, you know, you can you can get a lot of reads and you can accumulate a lot of you know um, fandom on there. But there's a difference between people who will you know read and share your comic, and there are people who will buy your stuff. And yes, and um, it's ridiculous. Um, I think I think the 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 campaign they were asking for something like. Thirty thousand dollars to be able to, you know, get an animation done or or or, or an animated intro or pilot or something like that, mm-hmm. and they couldn't, you know, convert the the amount of people that were on their webtoons to crowdfunding because it's a free platform. So you really only know um, his his perspective is that you can really only know um, your real audience by who's willing to actually pay for your product. And I was going to ask him, you know, you know, his thoughts on that. And and if um, it's even, you know, worth going on to those platforms because of that, if if it's something that, you know, if I were to put, you know, the first chapter of Ace Blade or King Supreme on on Webtoons and it gained all this, you know, steam or whatever. But um, would it even be worth the effort effort to use those or if it's just a waste of time in his in his per, in his opinion? I mean, but I since he's not here, I'll just ask you. What do you think? I mean, I think that's uh, a case-by-case scenario. I mean, there's definitely been situations where people have used Webtoons and other free platforms and have gained a following that's willing to to purchase. Like, um, I don't remember their name right now, but there's a couple on Instagram, and they basically animate their, their life as a parent. And they just show, like, what, you know, sort of like what George Gant does, just does all these... <laughs> funny situations about them being a parent, and they were able to translate that into a bunch of book sales. Michael says he wants to join. Oh, yeah, drop Mike, drop Mike right. the, uh, the link. All right, I'm going to put this out to anybody that's watching the stream right now. If you want to join the stream, let me know right now in the comics, and uh, we'll put you in. But I, I think for something like that, I, I got to say that Not that's... Javon is hating. Not Javon. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. But anybody who wants to come on, y'all come on and join the stream. All right. Wait. Uh, well, y'all can put me. Okay, fine. Where's Javon? Hold on. But I, I think that it is a situation that it's not necessarily just using those those platforms, but it's also um, utilizing them uh, properly because they're great for generating views, but you have to make sure that you get those people amped up enough to want to to join and want to pay. Vicinia Designs, I don't know who you are in real life. Do you have do you know who Vicinia Designs is? Mm-hmm. This is the first time they um they check us out. Should I just drop the link in the chat then? Javon Stokes. What's up Javon? What's good? good morning folks. Good morning. All right, you know what? I'm just gonna drop the link in the chat and then got the black, black people, shirt. Oh yeah man, yeah man. I like it. Yeah. And we got Michael Watson. This is a it is all get out. <laughs> you look all you're so 
backlit right now. Nobody can see you. You look darker than me, man. All right. So for everybody that's listening to the podcast, we now have Joan Stokes of Visually Stokes Media. We have the most oh oh Javon video went. All right. We have Michael Watson. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> From Freestyle Comics have now joined the stream. Uh, but you know what? Has, Black Sands has um who has a project on Kickstarter right now? Emerald Quest one through three, if you didn't know. Okay. Rocking that tap dance killer shirt. See, that's what I like that when the indie folks wear the indie products, man. That's that's my type of guy right there. <laughs> I'm rocking a I'm rocking an indie comic shirt. It's yours though. It, oh, it's okay. literally you own it. <laughs> you didn't say it had not to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So what do y'all think? What do y'all think about those uh those vanity stats? What do you think about you know having a lot of reads and like because I have a, I have a similar issue with TikTok. Like I you know I I can convert sales on TikTok, but it's not nearly what you would think. Like I got you know close to seventy thousand followers on TikTok, but a lot of them aren't there for. I think you're over seventy thousand by now. I might be, but they're they're not there for to read comics. They don't. A lot of them don't love comics. They just want to see me and mm -hmm. embarrass my kids. A lot of them. So, um, what do you think about stuff like that? All right, I was just talking you go. about that. I was just talking to Victor about that because we both have Kickstarters going. Victor has the kindergarten is going on a uh, Kickstarter right now, and we were both both asking each other how do we think our Kickstarters are going right now. And I was like, man, I can't tell. Uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, we just put we have one of the best looking campaigns that we've ever put together uh, with mm -hmm. Emerald Quest and, and the artwork and the covers and stuff look really good. <clears throat> but trying to reach people and trying to figure out how to get them to turn over sales. Uh, I was telling Victor, I think Victor definitely needs to get on other podcast shows. Uh, he's very electric. He's, he, you know, he's great at conversations and stuff. He can turn people over. Um, and I, I told him that was his best bet. But right now I'm trying to figure out how to use TikTok and Instagram um, with these different thumb stoppers that I have to, to promote different aspects of the Kickstarter. Like I'm, um, I'm not going to like right now, I'm not going to try to sell the whole thing. I'm going to sell like, I'm going to try to go on TikTok and talk about the commissions like solely on TikTok. Like we have all these awesome commissions and, um, on Twitter, I'm talking about the different, uh, pledge levels or add-ons. And then on Facebook, I'm talking about like the story of Emerald Quest and how we got to where we are right now, um, to get people to, um, to get people to try to, uh, turn in their money because I get a lot of people follow me on Facebook or watch my streams and, and, and laugh with me, but there's only a certain amount of people that will put their dollars down instantly when, you know, I put out a product and uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's like when I, when I talk to people, I can convince them to do stuff, but that, uh, and you know, we talked about this as short fuse, but that, that reoccurring money that comes off the table when you're not online, when you're, you know, pushing your, uh, when you just want money coming through on your website, that's, it's a hard sale, man. Everybody complains about Marvel and DC, but they still buy Marvel and DC. They, they yeah. say they want, uh, people say that's, they want new books and new IPs another, and they're everywhere. But ain't yeah, that's another reason I wish that, uh, you know, Maine was here because he just ran a Kickstarter and he's not even, um, you know, he's not a Kickstarter type person, but he put his Black Sands Anniversary Edition on on Kickstarter. I think it was only up two weeks and got almost 800 backers, $127,000. Um, 
So he he absolutely would be a wealth of knowledge for converting, you know, converting your target audience into sales. So I, would, I I'm still hoping that he comes through, but um, you know, he he definitely has, and um, his podcast is 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 kind of gearing in that direction. His podcast is is um, you know, what he wants to spread that information through. So I would I would suggest checking it out. I've I've listened to a couple of episodes already. I mean, for me, I would say that. Um, I can also vouch for Virginia. She is dope. Uh, she has a really dope comic book about uh, eight, uh, nine, or ten that she's in. I just want to say that real quick. I think for me, I, I think it's always interesting when you see um, the disparity between the people that support you social media wise and people that support you like dollar wise. Um, uh, I, it, it's almost something that you can't control and you can't explain and you can't understand. The most you could do is kind of use the tools. And I, I look at it as percentage, right? Actually, not even percentage. Um, it's like uh, if I do a podcast interview, um, a lot of people might watch the podcast. But like, I, if I'm only if I only get like one or two backers, that's good. Like, I'm happy. Like, I got something. And like that, to me, that's kind of the best thing I can take from it, because it, it is always I always look at like my product, like why does my product and I only do this in my head, but I go, OK, what am I doing that I'm not selling like person X? Right. Yeah. And a lot of times there's there's really no difference in the quality of the product. But, you know, sometimes you just catch lightning in the bottle. You know what I mean? So. I think for me, it's like I, I try not to even look at like, well, you know, the numbers and I just go, OK, well, I know I need to be on Instagram because I can get five people here or, you know, just using random numbers. But or, you know, I know I need to do podcasts because I can get X amount of people this way. Like so I just use the platforms and then my focus after that is, OK, I got these people. Let me make sure I bring these people with me to the next Kickstarter. And then I go through the whole process again, hoping that I get five more people here and 10 more people here and, and such and such. So, I mean, I would have loved to hear the conversation, um, but but that's how, how I look at it. I mean, there's always going to be a huge dispar- uh, disparity between, you know, the likes and the dollars. Mm-hmm. I do want to address a couple of comments real quick. Uh, Yes, Black Sands was on Shark Tank. He actually got his, he got a deal with Kevin Hart and Mark Cuban for like, what was it, $500,000 for 30% of the company. Um, He also was on Breakfast Club and he's done a a bunch of other media outlets. So yes, he he probably does get that boost from that. Um, But I do want to ask you guys this as a group now. Because this has been huge, and this came up in the in our comments. Not the sure few stuff, but what do you guys think of Ripperverse and Eric July? Because if you're not familiar with Ripperverse, he he just he didn't go through Kickstarter or any crowdfunding source. He's crowdfunding through his own website. Um, highly controversial guy, but I think he has like almost two million dollars of sales in like a week. I think it's close to two million now. Um, what do you guys think of? Maybe not necessarily Eric air July. Quotes. Yes, they were air quotes. <laughs> Only because, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this because I and I thought about this because he's going through his own website. It is hard to verify 
how much of those are actual sales. Kickstarter is a little bit easier to verify how many people are actually backing you and things like that. But because he is going through his website, which somebody brought up, we don't know for sure how much of this is actual sales. Because he had like a million dollars within the first 48 hours. And I understand he he's known on YouTube. He has a show on The Blaze. So he's a highly well-known person in that realm. But we're talking about Wesley Snipes recently did a Kickstarter. Uh, Keanu Reeves did a Kickstarter. And no way got close to that level. And these are worldwide known stars and I think, didn't even touch that. I think I'd never heard of the Ripperverse until this week. And I think that it's amazing marketing because people are on our show asking about it and people have been talking about it all week. Other than that, I couldn't tell you what the book is about. And um, there's nothing on the page that made me want to buy it. Now I I'm all for supporting you know, anybody. I'm I'm absolutely, you know, down for people getting, you know, get get your money, you know, do have whatever you gotta do to get your, you know, get your stuff out of there. But um I like I said, I just never heard of it. It's not somebody that I had any affiliations with or was any groups that I've I literally never heard of it until this week. So um and I just not I'm just not in a position to be able to support financially right now. So I mean normally I would, you know, if I if I had the money and I saw oh black man doing comics. I'm gonna buy it. I just ain't, I just ain't got it right now. So I have not heard of the Riververse until this moment. So I don't know what it is. Are you <laughs> or, serious? I have not heard of that until you just brought it up right now. I just try to look it up online. I have no I, I have no clue what it is. I I can't speak on it. <clears throat> I, I do agree with it's, BJ it's on good. this. I do agree with BJ. A lot of this his support is coming from his political side, and not necessarily comic book readers. I wish it's fine. As long as they're supporting him, I have no issue with that. Is the Ripperverse what you brought up earlier in the week, uh, Kyra? I don't think I talked about it until today. Okay, then I I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, If somebody, so I used I I know for like uh, other projects I've done, I've done like pre-orders on my website, um, and they don't do the numbers that I do on Kickstarter which is kind of weird. It's funny. But uh, I mean, I guess there's a validity to Kickstarter that people kind of they're comfortable in, uh, as opposed to through a website, which I guess I get it. You know, one is a verified thing and the other is, you know, is kind of you're hoping like one is kind of a, more of a guarantee and the other's kind of more of a hope. Uh, I think it's the opposite, though. Like the if you, you pre-order so? my website, you're. I think if you pre-order on somebody's website, you're m- more likely to get the thing. I mean, because pre- Kickstarter doesn't have any guarantees, but I think is Kickstarter is it's a, a brand. Crowd. Yeah, Kickstarter is a brand, and it's right. about so it's about the the experience of supporting somebody. Right. You know, it's, the whole brand is is built around that experience of support. So. If you're the type of person who's like, I just want to throw some money at this and I want to support that, then, you know, this is the place that you go. Whereas you're not, it's harder to get a crowd to do the same thing to like us, like the store. You know, we had when we did our grand opening, we had 30, 40 people in here. But, you know, those same people aren't going to come back, you know, every day to, you know, to, to do whatever. And then I guarantee if I do a Kickstarter for the store. I could probably get a hundred or two hundred people to to pledge to to support it. So, you know, 
It's like I, I mean, it's a, just said right there. Um, we have support from people that put money down for us, but they've already put down money for us. We don't have enough reach. That's yeah. why. I mean, specifically speaking with me, I can't speak for anybody else. Um, I, I'm, and I'm not complaining about the people that I have that I have that support FSK because they go down for us, and I, I, I definitely do appreciate it. But like, it's a small group of people that have been making our Kickstarters and stuff happen. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the website, one of the reasons why I don't think we get a lot of website sales is because those same people already have all of our shit. They already yeah. bought all of our books. Mm-hmm. They they go to our comic book conventions. They go to our events. I remember when we did a uh, dollarthon for FSK Day, mm-hmm. and um, that that was probably the highest day of sales that we had on our website because we were asking people to donate one dollar um, mm-hmm. just to help us raise money for comic books. But then we also had all our stuff available on the website that day, and people were going back and forth and buying it. Um, we did like in one day we did nine hundred dollars, and mm-hmm. just for. But that was a big event that we pumped up that we, you know, we advertised and promo for. But like, it's how do we get more reach? I was, uh, that was the main reason why I did want to watch today's episode so I could figure out how did that man start off to get the reach that he got? Because yeah. even without Blacks, even without uh, Shark Tank, even without Breakfast Club, even without, you know, all the, you know, he still managed on his website to get a bunch of people that he, to, to, to support that book, to buy it. I can and, tell you, I can tell you what he said in his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what he said in his podcast. Ads. He said, uh, so he did, they did, you know, conventions and stuff like that. They did holiday season, you know, uh, kiosks at malls and stuff like that. But then once he, they got to the point where they weren't doing their own distribution like he said he and his wife were overwhelmed with uh the distribution that they were having you know in-house they were starting to deliver stuff late and you know all that stuff he said he decided to pay somebody to do distribution and in order to continue getting the new audience of new people he had to um key in on a certain different demographic which is black parents and their children that's that's his demographic black parents and their children and run constant, consistent ads to on um, social media platforms in order to reach those, you know, those people consistently. So I'm sure if y'all y'all are black parents like I am, I'm sure you see um, Black Sands ads on your Facebook, on your Instagram. So um, I think that was that's how he did it. And, you know, I don't have the yeah, Tyler, Tyler's backing it up. I, he's saying ads are essential. See, that's um, hilarious because most people I talk to say, specifically Facebook and Instagram, those ads don't work. They don't generate they any. They not work for me. So I, it's not, not just having the ads, they work it's having for me, a certain I'll be type honest. of ad. Yeah. They, and they don't work for They don't. They haven't worked for me, but I'll, t- I'll tell y'all the truth. I, t- I had a small conversation with um, BJ, who's in our, com- who's in our um, comments. Brandon I Jackson has... Oh, oh, yeah. Well, who <laughs> was in the comments? <laughs> he... he kind of explained ads to me in a way that I never thought about a couple of months ago. And next time I do ads, I'm, I truly believe that they'll work, but I've, I've thrown $100 at ads before and never got any feedback. But the plan that BJ um, came up with, I think makes a lot more sense because of the way that the algorithms are and the way that, you know, computers learn the audiences as they go. So, um, I don't know. I'm, next time, next time I try it out, if it works out, I'll let y'all know. 
Yeah, I, I was I mean, doing. Nah, I want to try. I was doing Kickstarter ads. I'm not Kickstarter. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I was doing ads for Heat. Um, maybe like around like the first first couple of issues that I was doing uh, for Heat. Um, I was doing ads and I was putting money into it like on a weekly basis. Like I was mm-hmm. putting money and money and money. I don't think anybody. I'd be sure. I'd be shocked if any of the people who saw the 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 commercials or whatever the ads are still reading today like um for me this stuff my readership has always been strongest from comic book conventions like that's when i that's where i get new readers like i i've got people been who've been riding with me uh new readers from like my first comic con like that's Mm -hmm. where i've i've found my new readers new i would say i would say 70 percent Comic Cons, twenty percent uh, uh, Kickstarter, and then the you know the 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 balance is probably the podcasts that I've been doing. Like podcasts have been, and it's and that's even growing. You know, especially to top five. Like top five has made more of my name than uh, in, in the last year at an accelerated level. Because people know that you'd be wrong, and they'd be wanting to help because Damn. they know there's something wrong with you. Yeah, you're right. This is not top five. We're not going to talk about who's wrong on top five. Don't start. I was in the Stoke podcast mode right now, man. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, pull me out. What'd you say, what, Mike? Tyler, are you saying that you have to put $500 or more into the ads to make them work? I'm just trying to make sure I understand your comment. I think what he, from what I from what I understand and what I talked to about BJ, I think he's saying you have to like run them continuous. Like you got to do six months of ads to to at at whatever price. So if you put a hundred or two hundred dollars a month into ads, they get better over the lifespan of yeah. the ad because they learn your they learn your audience. And no, no, I think he is saying you got to put down five hundred dollars plus. No, you got to put a lot of money down because. They it. it's they get it by they get it by views I believe like you pay by views, man that's hard. Tyler, and Tyler, if you want to join, you can. I think I sent you the link. So if you want to join us and talk, because I know like if you you pay for like I think it's like you pay for like a hundred views or something. You pay for like a hundred views, and then once a hundred people see it, it stops running or yeah. something like that. It's mm-hmm. been a while since I've done it, but I was just like, this is not worth it. Like, yeah. and then, and then at, at the same time, at the same time, because we are in comics, it's harder for to to meet that paywall. So if you're if you're paying for two dollars to convert a person for a five dollar comic, that doesn't make sense financially. You have to have a trade or a you know a combo set. Like if you're doing a t shirt, like um like Mike, I know y'all got a lot of t shirt and comics and stuff like that. If you put together you know, a $800 package and you're running ads for that, it's going to come out better than, you know, running for, you know, Ace Blade one through four or in request one through three. Like it's, it's so much that goes into it. And then on top of that, like BJ was telling me, the people who, who see your content, you still have to do the content because like, say if I run ads on TikTok, people who've seen my natural TikTok stuff, are more likely to purchase from the ads that I put out. If they see my face on an ad, then they're more likely to, you know, interact with the ad. They're like, oh, this dude has a special going on. I've seen him do the basketball thing or whatever. 
so it's so it's so much man that that like you i literally would pay somebody to to do that <laughs> to do your that wife is me. back isn't she Oh, my internet went out. See, yeah. I told you. I told you. We got about 30 minutes. Yeah, about 48 minutes out of it. You did good. Right, let, me, let me ask you guys something. Um, wanna, oh, go ahead, Mike. Also, I want everybody to know if, uh, if we do hit our Kickstarter goal, uh, and we uh, one of the stretch goals is a one on one match with Danny J. Quick when he comes to FSK Day. Uh, and we will live stream that. Our like, old wait, what kind of one on one? What, what kind of one on one match are we talking about? Basketball or fighting? I just think everybody knows. Well, I don't, oh, I don't know. Wait, fighting. wait, wait. How do I do this? Because I want to, I would love to embarrass Danny on the basketball court. I want him to put on pull a hand muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I want him to pull a hand. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't want to see me on the court. Y'all don't want to see me on the court. No, we really don't. I saw you on the court on TikTok. It, <laughs> All right, let me ask you guys because I was going to ask uh, Manuel this: Do you guys feel like the old way of marketing a comic book, mostly grinding through conventions, that's sort of dying off, being replaced with things like podcasting and and social media? Do you think that is dying off? Because like, I don't know who this Facebook user is, but they said fifty percent of their traffic's from social media, and only twenty are for comic cons. Whereas before, it was almost a hundred percent. Do you think you that's something that we're Mike? now getting into? I don't think it's dying off. I think it depends on the personality. Um, I'll sell more comic books at a comic book convention than I will on online. Um, mm-hmm. Kickstarters are something that within the last, I, I guess, three or four years or something, I just started doing. And that's because of um, me working with Short Fuse and Sean Mack showing me how to do a Kickstarter. If he didn't show me how to do it, I wouldn't know how to do a Kickstarter. Um, but my sale, the majority of my sales have always come from me pitching and talking at a comic book convention and the more conventions i go to the more i've learned it's not just about being at the table it's about being on panels it's about finding creative ways to reach the crowd that nobody else is thinking about and that's how i get more sales at comic book conventions. so it, de- it depends on the personality and what works for me it doesn't hurt that you got the dopest art at the show i mean like that don't hurt either I you got my artwork it. at your show. <laughs> I thought you were talking about me. I was like, did I, I did I send him? A no, no, but legit. Already? Oh my bad. But legit, I I love all y'all as artists, but I I don't I don't buy prints because I I prefer traditional. Like I want art that I can collect and is only mine. But mm-hmm. literally, I went to BlurredCon. This was the first time I met Mike in person. Went to BlurredCon. What was that? Two three years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm, right he had, right. he had this print of Miles Morales Spider Man with the. With the crown, I was like, I gotta have it. I gotta <laughs> have it no matter what. Was it like a notorious crown? Like yeah, yeah. Crown or? okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. No, and and, I, and as soon as I got home, my son stole it from me. It don't. Even, I didn't even get to put it on my wall. <laughs> it's literally still on my son's wall right now at this moment. Now, to, to answer that question, I think for me, you you need the con. Like you need the con because. Well, let me rephrase it. Somebody said it depends on the person. It, unless your book is like see and buy on spot, I feel like a lot of people want to connect, especially for indie books. They want to connect with you and feel like they've supported you as the person, especially like from, from my perspective. It's like they want to talk to you, hear your story. And then when they buy your book, they're like, well, you know, it's almost like I feel like, I've, you know, I've, I've helped him along his road and like. I, like I said, for me, I, the majority of my new readers come from uh, from the Comic-Con, but it is one, to me, it's one big pie. Like, you need it all. Like, 
as I'm learning that more and more, you need it all. You need the, you know, Comic-Con, you need social media, you need podcasting, yeah. you need ads, you need uh Kickstarter, you need, you need interviews, you need everything. Like at this point, it's like, if you want to have a book out and you want it to be successful and you want your audience to grow, there's no corner of promotion that you shouldn't cover. Like I always appreciate like Danny for for being able to 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 be so successful on TikTok and bring in at least some new readers, you know, with your new um, you know, you yeah, you, new, you know what I mean? So like it's 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 a job, man. Like people I know a lot of people think doing indie comics is a hobby, but nah man, this is a job, dude, especially if you have a full-time job. You got two jobs. Yeah, I got one more thing I want to add on there with the conventions um, that I've especially learned this year. It depends on the conventions that you go to. Like, um, the last couple shows I went to, like Detroit, I didn't have to pitch in Detroit. People just came up to my table. People just came up to my table. They were interested. They were looking for comic books. They were looking for comic books by black creators. They were looking for comic books featuring people of color, and they were just coming up buying the books. When I go to fan expo shows, which I love doing, that's a wider audience. There's more people. I have to pitch at those shows. Is it a wider audience or a wider audience? <laughs> <laughs> wider audience. Wider. It's both. Be real. It's called Shame the Devil. It's both. It's both. I have to. I have to pitch at those Nothing shows. Nothing wrong with that. Shows, but it's both. Because um, at those shows, the the most of the audience isn't there to get comic books. They're there for the geek experience and, and and meeting stars and buying memorabilia and stuff like that. They're not different comics, so I have to pitch at those shows. Um, when I went to BlurredCon, I pitched twice, and it was my highest selling show. So it's also about knowing what conventions to go to and knowing what effort you're going to have to put at those conventions. Like if I was, at, I want to go to DreamCon, that's happening right now. I could just yeah, I, honestly, I wanted to go to BlurredCon for real, man. I was really yeah. upset. Actually, I wanted to go to BlurredCon. I definitely, I heard a lot of good things about HeroesCon. And um, I definitely wanted to do uh, both of them. But I know BlurredCon, I would have done amazing. I, I'm just, yeah. I'm really upset that I didn't get to go to that one. Um, AwesomeCon, I've never been to AwesomeCon. Awesome y'all are killing me. <laughs> AwesomeCon, yeah, I've never been there, but I hear it's a good show. And Baltimore Comic Con is a comic book convention oh i'm trying to be at baltimore this year i'm letting y'all know i'm trying to be at baltimore i'm working that dream high is really good that's i think that was that's happening this weekend right dream high dream con is happening this weekend i want to go there next year dream is popping that's in texas hey listen shout out to terrificon terrific con is up here in connecticut it's at mohegan sun i do amazing i sell out I've, I've done it twice, sold out both times. If y'all ever interested in coming close up northeast, try Terrificon. I know they, they it's t- it's in two weeks, so you, two or three weeks, I believe. So y'all ain't going to be able to get it this year. But definitely next year, Terrificon. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. All right. All right, y'all. Since, since you know, it's about my bedtime, you know, I like to get off on time. Um, I had I had quick takes prepared for Mr. Godoy. Um, but since we got you two here, why don't we go ahead and just do quick takes? With right, you two let's do it. Um, I'm gonna ask you the same questions I was gonna ask him, but I'm gonna, you know, wait, 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 wait. What about question four? Change it up a little bit. I'll, I'll ask yeah. them for each of their 
uh, each of their companies. Um, y'all see me and Kyron be on it, bro. I don't that other podcast that I'm on, we don't be always coordinating and stuff, but me and Kyron always be on it, bro. <laughs> All right, so quick takes. Um, if you haven't, if you're new to the show, I don't have a video, man. It's all right, man. It's okay. Put a video Uh, together uh, that quick. Um, quick takes. If you're new to the show, are you sure? Is a such is a is a is a is a short, uh, rapid fire question section where we ask our guests uh, to answer off the top of their heads five questions, and you have normally have 45 seconds. I'm gonna give you both 30 seconds each to answer. Okay, so quick take number one. I want to know if you could have one of these or the other, which would you take for your company? If you could have the best artists in the world um, working on your books or you could have the best writers in the world working on your story forever, which one would you take and why? Best writers. Best artists. I would take the best writers and have them forever because the writing is what's going to, the art may get you in the door, but the writing is what's going to keep you there. I have read stories with art that I normally don't pick up because the story is amazing because the characters, the way they develop the characters, the, 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 the story, the, all that stuff keeps me there. Um, I'm a, I'm a character person. And if you can win me over with your character and get me, behind your character and get me to relate to the character get me to either hate or love the character i am i am on board i've done that with terrible ass shows uh, <laughs> so uh it'd be writing for me because I, I know i could find uh i know i can dig around to find an artist to tell the story i would say the best artist because comics is a visual medium and you you're gonna get you're, you're gonna get more eyes on you if you have the best art you know, like I can, like like you say, you could find, you know, you could find artists. I could find writers. Like I, I know writers. Like I can get me writers. But finding the best artists, because in my mind, if they're the best, they have the best visual style. Plus, they're timely and they're responsible. So, if 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 I can have those, if I can have that, dude, I'll write every book. I stop drawing. But <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like that's how I look at it. Can I answer Venezia's question before we go on? Don't forget. Go ahead. Um, I'm cheating, Venezia. Um, I go to shows with other people. <laughs> uh, I try to travel with my brothers, uh, Victor and Ren and Danny, as much as possible, and we will caravan through. Um, this year, uh, Tessa, Dakota, and Adam have been going to shows with me, and we've taken one or two cars to get things down there. Uh, we've taken turns driving. Uh, when you have somebody take turns driving, it makes the longer shows easier to get to. Or whatnot. Uh, I'm going to start flying to a couple shows, and I'm, I'm just gonna have to sacrifice how much stuff I can take with me, and treat that show as more of a promotional event, and take that chance to expand my name and try to increase my audience more so than sales. So you have to, you have to, when when traveling, you have to kind of assign what's gonna be my goals at this type of show compared to the distance. I drive. I don't go to any. I got you. I tried. I don't try. I try to drive. Any con I go to is usually in driving distance from me, and it's usually me by myself. So I'm driving. Um, you know. So I, I um, and now every now and again, like I did Dragon Con, and I flew to Dragon Con. And what I did for Dragon Con is I I flew there, and then I 
ordered books and I had those books shipped to uh, my cousin who lives, uh, Jamari. You guys know Jamari. Uh, yeah, Jamari, yeah. Uh, uh, I had him shipped to his house. And Dragon I just picked them up. In Atlanta, from, right? That's in Atlanta, yeah. So I just mm-hmm. picked the books up from there. I, I know Atlanta Shark. I amount them out. And then whatever I had left over, I just shipped back to Connecticut. But nine times out of ten, I'm driving wherever I'm going. But go ahead, Dean. I'm sorry. That was a good. That was a good question. All right. So, uh, question number two: which which is the better way to support you and your characters, fan art or cosplay? Cosplay. Cosplay gets more. Cos for me, cosplay gets a ton of attention. It's uh, once that cosplay is made. That person can go to different shows or whatnot. When we were at, uh, what was the show I was at? One of the last shows I was at, this girl came up to me because she saw my cosplayer dressed up as Vigilance and asked, how do I get a Vigilance costume? I want to get it. I want to pay for it. And I want to wear it to other shows. Uh, Fan art is great. Uh, It's nice to have. But cosplay is so popular. It's so in right now. If you get the right name for a cosplayer behind you, or behind your IP, they will it will bring and draw attention, and that's a constant thing because cosplayers are getting invited to these shows. They're doing um, um, tutorials. They're they're online. They're doing patrons and everything. I think they have a, a an amazing reach right now. Dragon Con, um, from what I hear, because my friend Marcy goes there. She's a big cosplayer. Is mainly you know a, a big cosplay convention. Um, it is. Why I do have cosplayers dress up as our characters. It instantly helps the sales um, of our stuff, and especially when they get in competitions. They can they can just walk up there. I don't need you to win. I've had I had vigilance in in cosplay contests all the time. I don't need her to win. She walks up on stage, and they're like, "Well, who are you?" I'm like I'm vigilance from Freestyle Comics. <laughs> Table two twenty. Come get the book. <laughs> I love it. Hey, hey I'm I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with cosplay. He's right. Uh, I've never had I've never had somebody cosplay is my my uh my cost uh, my character. So I think if I were to ever see it, I might lose my mind. So more so, like I enjoyed I enjoy getting fan art, and I've gotten some fan art before. But to get somebody who to to me, there's so much time that goes into making a costume, even more so than doing the art. Um, so like you gotta love the character to make a cosplay of it for the most part. And to see yeah. if I ever saw somebody as heat or strong, man, listen, you, you ain't going to be able to tell me nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, I knew cosplay hit when Marcus Williams just had random people making costumes of his characters. Yeah. I knew, I knew their book had reach when people would just come up dressed up as Tuskegee Tuske- yeah. ears. Yeah. I was like, Oh, hey, and, this, and, this is what's up. And older, like an older, like older black folks were. I, there's a couple that I saw when we were at uh, HBCU Con. They came as a couple in 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 dresses Tuskegee. I was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. y'all got y'all got aunties and uncles out here cosplaying." It's a <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a wrap. Yeah, um, it's, it's a big thing, man. All right, question number three, and this is a question that I've been asking a lot of people. So, question two and three are are questions that I ask a lot of creators. And y'all know why. Um, big cons or small shows? And why? Mm. Big cons. Uh, I get more money from big cons. I, don't, oh, so it's all I know. Listen, well, it's not even just money. It's more eyes. 
You know, like if I do a small con, I, I give you an example. Nine times out of ten, a small con is usually like a day or two, right? And mm-hmm. you're getting a fraction of the amount of people who go to big cons. So yeah, you know, you get a chance to sit and talk with people, and you know, you you can get them to be, you know, fans of yours, and you get more t- more one on one time. But like in a big con, for me at least, I can't speak for other people. But I'll have like one person will come up and they'll I'll start talking to them. And then it's like two or three or four. And I got four or five people in front of my table and I'm talking to four or five people. And nine times out of ten, I got to walk away with like four or five people buying my stink, buying my stuff. And it's su- and like there's such a flow of traffic. There's more traffic and more eyes and more eyes. And I'm all about getting eyes on my product, whereas a smaller kind is more about connecting with people one-on-one i need eyes on my product because i need more i need more people following me more people buying my product i need a connection see i'm i'm i like the eyes but i i prefer the connection so um what about you mike what do you say um if you work a convention right every convention is beneficial um i'm gonna have to say um i'm gonna say bigger shows um, and again, it's, it depends on how you work the bigger shows. At the bigger shows, I've been, I've been invited, free of charge, to more to bigger shows than I have smaller shows, which gives me gives me the opportunity to get on panels. Um, it gives me the opportunity to act out. Um, at bigger shows, they have lines in the morning where people are waiting to get in for an hour. I go outside and I go talk to those people. I I do what's called the hype line. I do trivia with those people. I bribe those people. I, I make those people laugh and I'll get a certain number of those people to come back to my table either immediately when the doors open or trickle throughout the day. And then when I'm on panels, I'm talking and people are getting to hear me speak. I'm getting to speak to an audience I don't normally get to speak. And generally speaking, I get to also stream that from my phone and then I try I get those people to come back to my table. Then within the eyes of the convention, they start seeing me and they're like, oh, that Mike Watson dude, he he's about business. That Mike Watson dude brings people in. He He's an entertaining dude. He's flexible. He can do a lot. I felt in for other people that that have bailed out and haven't come to their panels and stuff. And then when I get actually at my table, um, my main concern, we all want to make money. Um, but when I'm at a bigger show, making money becomes secondary and it becomes um, how do I win these people over? When I get people at my table and they're interested in listening, I'm not really talking to those people. I'm talking to the people that are walking past the aisle. I'm talking to the people that are looking down here now, like, why does he have so many people at his table? Yep, yep, yep. Um, I remember one time, I mean, actually, I'll never forget it. Victor and I um, got Chipotle to donate 100 burritos to us. And my 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 wife now, girlfriend back then, brought the burritos to us, and me and Victor ran up to the front with her, and we pretended like we were secret agents walking the burritos down and clearing the path for her. And then I stood on top of the table and I yelled, who wants a free burrito? And the entire convention floor came to our table. People were pissed. I didn't care because all those people were at my table at that moment. And they were all like, I want a burrito. I want a burrito. I was like, that's great. But you got to buy a hot shot book first. There you, and you go. Gotta look at me talk about it right now. And they were like, I had over 100 people at my table listening to me talking about my book. Other people were seeing this. The convention took pictures of it. People remembered us at that moment, and so it's things like it's things like that that's helped carry our name through the man. It's crazy. I've I've known you a long time now. I think social media wise, and this is the first time I've heard this burrito story. Like this is the first time I've heard you. 
shit. Like I knew I knew there was a connection with the burritos because you know hot shot, you know, Michael Watson loved the burritos and uh but I didn't know about that story. I love that. That's dope. All right, let me get through these last two questions and we can shut it out. Um, you two only get to keep one ISP or one IP from your companies, uh visually stoked media and freestyle comics. You get to keep one IP, the rest all the rest of them get deleted from history. Which one do you oh, keep? Shit. I mean, that's easy. Heat. Heat. I prefer strong, mm. but whatever. You ain't say you need to say that online. You need to, you need to say that online. <laughs> I prefer strong with this group, whatever. Uh, that's tough. I, I know what Danny Cooper would say. <laughs> Come on, you know it's gotta be vigilance. You gotta, you gotta uh, be vigilance. That's exactly what Danny Cooper would say. <laughs> gotta be vigilance. Hot shot is cool. Hot shot is cool, but vigilance. Vigilance is iconic, though. I, I'll be. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Vigilance has got got some potential there for uh <laughs> for some big, big, huge. I think vigilance is is. I think vigilance is top notch, bro. We, I, I, feel, I, I feel y'all. I feel y'all, but my bias is blind and i've got to roll with hot shot i put too many okay. in hot shot. I'm, I'm working on issue 13 right now mm. yeah <laughs> i feel you i told you i've been telling people on tiktok my goal my goal is to have one more one more any play comic than hot shot comics so however if you get to 100 i'm 101 for me whatever you get i'll get one more that's my goal um all right last but not last but not um what are as you both know uh we have another uh we have another top five live and um terrible uh (laughs) Um, I want to know. I was going to ask Manuel Godoy what were his top five black-owned comic I, IPs. Okay, so black-owned comic IPs. That it, this can be Marvel, DC, indie, whatever. Um, but it has to be owned by a black person. So mm. that means that means how, no, how can it be Marvel then if it's? Owned? I was going to say that you got that pretty much. <laughs> I mean, or, or I, I'm, I, I apologize. Black-created IP. So it had to be, have been created by a black person. So no. Uh, you know, uh, there's nobody that's not created by a, a black person in there. So, you know, Milestone is open. You know, certain ones from Marvel and DC are open. Um, but give me your top five black owned IPs off the top of your you head. You want to go? Go ahead, Mike. Can I even think of something? Um, well, here you go. With advantages, trouble with love. Um, okay. Absolutely, absolutely love that book. Um, <clears throat> Crescent City Monsters, yeah, is uh incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kenji says, So, no Marvel, and <laughs> he just said the Samaritan. <clears throat> it's a tough question, it's a tough one, it is a tough question because, like, you need a minute. Um, yeah, I'm gonna need a minute. All right, let me because those are my immediate. In in no particular order, in no particular order, um, because I leave that for our show. Uh, I gotta go with uh, Bitterroot, um, Tuskegee Airs, Tuskegee, yeah, uh, 
heat. Uh, That's a cop hey. out. <laughs> <laughs> I won't, all right, I won't cop out. I won't cop out. I won't cop out. Uh, won't cop out. Uh, uh, mm. Y'all stuck, bro. Y'all stuck. I stopped it with stuck. this. I got it. I got it in my head. I just can't get out. Oh, uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Ronnie Barnes. Philadelphia. Um, black created or black owned? Black owned. Black owned. All right. Uh, yeah, you know what though? Respect to brother man. I got to give respect to brother man because he's been do- he's been doing it for a minute. Oh um, man. And and you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna give I, I, he I, he's never gonna let me live this down. But I'm gonna give respect to to Greg and uh, to uh, the wear spider. It's not a all right. It's not a, it's not, as, it's, not, it's not as good for top five. I like it. I like that. Don't tell him I said that. Don't tell him. I want to. I want to blow his head up even more. I'm telling him. I'm telling him. I like it. Did my Masters of the list? Edge. Masters of the Edge. Okay. Oh, my man said, "Brother man." That's kind yeah, of like the Afro Avenger. You got one more. See, disqualify. You put your own stuff in, you can get disqualified. Oh yeah, I can't put my own stuff in. I mean, my stuff is legendary, but you didn't ask about my stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I'm really like, there's a lot. Like, no, obviously there are a lot of indie comic books I enjoy, but you're yeah. asking for like my, you're asking for my favorites that like that I put on par with my hero Black academia. Um, yeah. you know, Spidey, Invincible, Black and then Spider. top five black creators of it. Thank you. I'll take that one. Truly, truly is dope. I've truly. never heard of truly. What? Truly what? Hilarious. Wait, is the truly it. also being distributed through Fifty Cent? Yeah, company or something like that. He just, he just did. Y'all deal with Fifty Cent. Y'all send me the link, man. Send me the link. Hey, this wow. is beautiful, y'all. I gotta get off. I gotta go. I gotta get. I gotta get ready for church. <laughs> All right, wait, wait, Javon. Before you go, where can people find your work? Um, your oh, social y'all media know, man. Visuallystoked.com. You can get all of that heat stuff. You can pre-order a strong book. I'm trying to get some stuff ordered. You can find me on social media. You can come see me at uh, a Stoke podcast every Thursday, 8 p.m. And of course, of course, you can watch me eviscerate Danny and Morgan. On a weekly basis, at, uh, top five live, top five live, eight p.m. <coughs> oh, I'm always week. winning. They keep pretending like I don't win, like every week, but I win. Every goal, week, I'm not, every other my goal week, is not to win. say too much, but the voting in your guys's group doesn't show you winning every time. So I said every other week. Oh. <laughs> I'm very careful with my words. My goal is always to entertain, so I, I don't care about the win. Y'all can have lies you tell. No, Y'all definitely entertain every Listen, I, oh, Danny, I Danny won a poll with one person voting, and he has talked about it for like I won though. But I won. See what I'm talking about. I had I had an undisputed, there was a hundred percent vote. You never got a hundred percent. Uh but all right, anyway. Mike, right, well, thanks for being on Javon. I called into their show one week because they all were frustrating me so much. 
I said, this damn show is the most diabolical argument of TV I've ever seen. Y'all get on my Oh man, we just be hey man, real talk. I'm gonna say this before I leave. Top five has been a blessing for me in my career as an independent comic book artist. Uh, I have enjoyed every single week to to to. Yeah. I've joined every single week uh, with Danny and Morgan, and we I've reached more people. All right, I gotta go. My son is trying to take my time. Yeah. I love you. All right. Be real. All right. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, well, this is usually where we end the show. So I guess where can we find your work? Uh, I am uh, most epic on all social media, most epic art, uh, most enthusiastic person in comics. Uh, you can catch us right now. Uh, the Freestyle Comics website is fsknow.com. We have a lot of good merch on there, a lot of T-shirts and all of our books. Uh, then our current Kickstarter for Emerald Quest 1, 2, and 3, which are some bangers. You can go to fskgo.com. Um, we have D&D commissions. It's a D&D themed Kickstarter. So if you play D&D or even if you play Destiny 2, we have several types of commissions to draw your character. We know it's, uh, you guys put a lot of time and effort into those original characters. Uh, so we want to capture them um, for you guys. And we have a poster print. We have a comic book size print. <clears throat> and we're even printing on D&D playmat. So you have your own unique one. Um, I took some inspiration from Danny J. Quick. Uh, with the Ace Blades, we got the Emerald Q's premiering on this Kickstarter. <laughs> so, but yeah, you can catch us across that, man. Um, and if you've already supported it, thank you so much. Uh, but I'm greedy. Can you give us some shares? <laughs> can you help push us out there? We got a big goal we're trying to reach uh, with both these books. All right, Danny, uh, do you want to answer this question real quick before we go? Oh, um, Top 5 Live is a is a weekly podcast that we do where we uh, discuss, you know, weekly events and, and comic books. And then we also have a weekly uh, a weekly discussion about our top five greatest or best something. So every week we discuss something new um, and we always have terribly different lists. So uh, it's always fun. Yours to are think. usually pretty bad. Yeah. My my lists are honest though. They might be bad, but they're honest. Right, yeah, now I'm upset because now all these other black creators are popping up in my head now. Fucking route three. But <laughs> every time he does like a top five, it's gonna bring some type of heat because especially for something like that, there's so many amazing creators out there. Yeah, yeah. But um, Kyron, question. Kyron, where can people find you? Uh, you can find my work at TaurusComics.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Taurus Comics. Um, and if this is your first time checking out the Four Tales podcast, please go back. You can go to fourtalespodcast.com. That's the number four, T A L E S podcast.com, and check out all our previous episodes, uh, which we have things with. Uh, I don't even remember who we've had so far because we the last two weeks people bailed on us we've had uh dan fraga we've had eric larson we've had michael watson a few times we've had uh um, lumberjack i can't remember his name right now morgan iverson, morgan morgan iverson. iverson. <laughs> it, it's been one of those mornings but definitely check us out um check us out on twitter instagram youtube please and if you haven't already please go to sawcomic.com that's x-o-b-c-o-m-i-c.com and you know Please uh, try to read up and see if you want to join the contest. You can win some money, possibly. But join us next week. Uh, next week, we actually hopefully will have somebody. 
that's scheduled to be on our show. Uh, but we're supposed to have Nick Garza. He's a creator here in California. He has a, a very fun adventure book called Bumper Pinball. Uh, if you haven't read it, go check it out. But hopefully he'll be on the show. He said he's excited, so we'll see how it goes. Mate. But until next time, sayonara, goodbye, and please take care of yourselves. Music provided by my brother, Quicks Made It. Find him online in YouTube, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I want to know what it is Quick is trying to say.